Hi, I'm Leah Thompson. You probably know me from Back to the Future, and I'm your next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to episode 148 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is your weekly show that takes a look at what's coming your way as far as movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. And this week, we have got a great guest coming your way. It's Leah Thompson. She's going to be joining us this week, and she played, of course, Marty McFly's mother in the back through the future movies and she starred in Caroline in the City on TV and she's going to be joining us to talk about her new movie Mayor Cupcake which will be showing at the California Independent Film Festival on Thursday and Leah's going to be joining us in just a few minutes so we hope you'll stick around for that Speaking of the California Independent Film Festival, uh, this past weekend I just got back and uh, I was there and I saw some great films If you get a chance to see The Fifth Quarter all right, that's a great film. You want to check that one out. Yankles is also another one that was big, big movie. Good, good, good film. And if you have a chance to see those as they're going around in the, the festival circuit, check them out. And eventually some of them are actually going to be going out in distribution, so you'll be able to see those. So check them out. And uh, had a lot of fun and had lunch with Shorty Rossi, the star of Animal Planet's Pit Boss. And I've known Shorty for a long time, and it's always good to see him. And, uh, you know, we had a good time with him, with Hercules and everything. And let's see, what else did I do? Oh, I had dinner with Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, Lou's a great guy, too. And uh, I got uh, delayed. I got rerouted. I got crammed in and on my flights. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's all good. Anyways, let's check out what's coming your way as far as February releases. Next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. All right, February 4th releases in theaters. It looks like Frankie and Alice with Halle Berry and Felicia Richard in a film about multiple personalities hits theaters. And also on February 4th, The Roommate arrives. It's about an obsessed college roommate. So that's one of those ones that's going to keep you on the edge of your seat. And executive producer James Cameron brings us Sanctum on February 4th following a team of underwater cave divers. And they're trying to escape the perils of the world's largest cave system. That's it for February 4th. Coming up next on On Screen Beyond, let's find out what's coming away on February 11th. On February 11th, you can look for Channing Tatum to star in a Roman epic adventure as a master and slave set out to find the treasured Golden Eagle emblem, which disappeared along with a legion of 5,000 men led by his father. The film is called The Eagle. And the animated film Nomeo and Juliet debuts on February 11th in a comical retelling of the story of Shakespeare's tale, and Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston star in Just Go With It, also coming out on February 11th. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to look at what's coming out for the rest of the month of February. Next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. On February 18th, Unknown stars Liam Neeson and January Jones in a tale about a doctor who awakens from a car accident to find no one recognizes him and someone has assumed his identity. 
And I am number four follows the story of a man who is trying to evade his enemies who are out to kill him. That's on February 18th. Also, Martin Lawrence stars in Big Mama's Like Father, Like Son on February 18th. And Nicolas Cage stars in Drive Angry 3D. It's about a man who breaks out of hell to seek revenge for the murder of his daughter on February 25th. That's it for new movies coming out in the theaters. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, let's find out what's coming your way for TV on DVD in February. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. TV on DVD, well, it looks on February 8th. You can find The Guardian Season 3, Project Runway Season 8. On February 15th, look for The Fugitive Season 4, Volume 2, and The Rich Little Show, the complete series, and Spin City Season 4. On February 22nd, you can look for Have Gun Will Travel Season 5, Volume 2, Huge, a complete series, and you can check out our interview with the star of that show, Harvey Guillen, and that's in our rerun section, episode 140. Also coming out on February 22nd, Nurse Jackie, uh, season 2, and Weeds, season 6. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, movies coming your way in February, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Movies on DVD, well, the week of February 6th, you can look for Paranormal Activity 2, Life as We Know It, and for Colored Girls, along with You Again, and It's Kind of a Funny Story, and Middlemen. And the week of February 13th, Unstoppable with Denzel Washington. The week of February 20th, look for Megamind with Will Ferrell, Due Date with Robert Downey Jr., Get Low with Robert Duvall and Bill Murray. And the week of February 22nd, Burlesque with Christina Aguilera, and Love and Other Drugs, and also 127 hours. That's it for Movies on DVD coming out in February. Next on On Screen and Beyond, we have our interview with Leah Thompson. She's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is an actress, a director, and producer who has starred in many films, including Back to the Future, Red Dawn, All the Right Moves, and so many more. And on TV, she starred in Caroline in the City. She has a new film out called Mayor Cupcake, which is the closing film at the California Independent Film Festival on Thursday, February 3rd. And she'll be there for a question and answer. It's Leah Thompson. Leah, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. So happy to be here. Yay! <laughs> Leah, uh, you know, I, I know people are all excited to see your new film and that you're going to be at the festival. Tell us a little bit about uh, Mayor Cupcake. Well, Mayor Cupcake is a, this, just, it's just an adorable movie about a small town, uh, a little a lady who has a normal family and, you know, is lower middle class, doesn't have that much money, and she becomes mayor of this little town. And, 
uh, kind of by accident. And she tries to, you know, balance the budget. So it's kind of like what a lot of towns are really going through right now. Um, and it's, it's just a sweet little fable. And uh, I, um, it was really fun to make. And I got to uh, work with both my daughters. It was the first movie that my both my daughters did. And oh, okay. uh, it was really fun. That added a whole other dimension. Yeah. yeah. Um, how, you know, how, kind how of did, helping them get through that. Yeah. How did you get involved with the film in the first place? Um, I had worked with a writer um, many years ago on another project that, that didn't get made. And so I guess maybe he was thinking about me. And um, they just offered it to me, and I just thought it would be a really fun way to spend a month in the summer. And I, li- I really liked the script, and it really turned out so much better than I even thought it would. Yeah. Now, how old are your daughters? Uh, 16 and 19. Is it Was it difficult uh, working with your daughters on a film? You know, I mean, 16 and 19, the, the age can sometimes be a little, <laughs> a little problem. <laughs> Well, you know, they think they know everything, but the good thing is they, they definitely know that after 30 years in the business, I know more than they do about movies. So they did listen to me, and they were, it was just actually just pure joy. It was really fun. One of my daughters gets to, uh, you know, sing with a band, and she's a musician, so that was really fun for her. And my other daughter, um, my youngest daughter, Zoe, you know, really inspired her to come back, and um, she's been doing really well. Um, right now, I'm with her uh, on the set of NCSI. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's working on that, and she's in the new Spider-Man, and she was on um, the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, and wow. so she's uh, also on Criminal Minds. So she's really her little her career has really taken off. You That's know, great. so it was really nice to be there to to start her out. You yeah. know, yeah, wow, that sounds good. Uh, yeah. Now you're also executive producer on this film, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, being an executive producer and the star in the film is that challenging? Have you done that before? Um, not on a film, but I did. I I, I have been a producer on. Um, I was a producer on Carolina City and a few other movies. Right. But this one was a, an interesting experience because the director really wasn't didn't come out of Hollywood. He's a lawyer and a businessman, and um, this was his first experience on a movie set, really. So. You know, it was, uh, he was very wise to kind of, you know, let me help him in any way that I could. And, mm-hmm. and that kind of included introducing him to a really great DP who shot the movie and a really great editor who edited the movie. And, you know, he, I helped him get the cast and, um, things like that. So that was really my function as an executive producer to just be kind of, um, Helping him with my connections and my input mm-hmm. as a seasoned vet. Yeah. Now, Judd Nelson was in the film. Um, have mm-hmm. you worked with Judd before? I've never worked with Judd, but you know, we kind of came up at the same time, so right. I've yeah. I've known him for you know thirty years basically. So we just really had a great time with Judd. My kids love him so much. He was so generous to to my kids, knowing that they had never done a movie before. All three girls in the movie actually. And uh, he was wonderful in the movie. He's just lovely, and I, uh, I, I can't say enough about him. He's a great, smart, funny guy. Mm-hmm. Will you be showing Major Cupcake at other festivals? 
I don't know. That's up to uh, Alex Pyrus, the, the director, producer, writer. Um, you know, he's he's uh, in charge of that, you know, the, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So yeah. he was really excited about being at the, at the California Independent Film Festival, and, and that's the one he wanted to kind of premiere the movie with. So I'm not really not sure. I, I hope so. I really like the movie, and I hope it finds a good home and a good audience because I think a lot of people will really like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, that's sort of the other question I was going to ask you. Is, is, is there any... Uh, distribution plans or anything for you know either in film uh, in, i mean in the theaters or direct to uh to uh, a tv you know slot or something or um they're right now just selling it and trying to get the best deal that they can i'm sure it'll find a home you know the cast is really good and uh the movie is heartening and you know it's topical you know this there's a city here in la that just went bankrupt you know all these cities are having trouble and corruption and you know it's very topical mm, right yeah but but it's also fun and funny and you know about family and and uh I, i'm sure it'll find an audience yeah. but i'm not I, I don't know exactly what that is right this second mm-hmm. yeah yeah now being the producer and uh, you've directed before and you've also starred of course in many things uh, is there one hat that you like wearing better than the other no, you know, I've 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 um I've been doing this a really long time and it, it's I like to have more control than just being an actress because you know, I like to make things run smoothly and um be a little bit more creative, but I I feel very blessed that I've been able to work as long and do as many interesting and varied projects. So, you know, I actually I really like to sing. I like doing musicals. That's the most fun. But we need more musicals, really. We do. Yeah, I do. I do. I like doing musicals. I'd like to. So, what would be great is to direct a musical that I could star in. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that sounds good to me. (laughs) So, how did you get the acting bug? How did it just all start? Um, well, actually, when my mother was pregnant with me, she was doing a play. She was doing The Man Who Came to Dinner, so it probably started there. Ah, so the family <laughs> was involved with, with theater and things like that? Yeah, yeah. My mom and my dad were doing local theater, and my at one point my entire family, except for me, was in um, The Nutcracker. Uh, all four children and my mother and my father were in The Nutcracker, and I wasn't. And uh, so I don't know. It's kind of my... Both my grandparents were um, minstrel men. They were on the Chautauqua. One of them was in the Chautauqua circuit. And they, um, my mother is a singer and an actress, and so I guess it just kind of comes from all different sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so I really can't blame my kids for wanting to get into show business. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your first acting role? The first thing I ever did, I was 12, I did, uh, I did Madeline and the Gypsies, a children's book at the Children's Theater of Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And then I did The Little Mermaid, I played The Little Mermaid at the Children's Theater of 17. And then uh, I did a few plays in New York, and then I, my first movie was Jaws 3D. That's a, in 1981. Yeah, that's a, a good start, that's for sure. Yeah. 
And then the same year, you also did um, uh, All the Right Moves with Tom Cruise, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. How did you get that role? I just auditioned Audition, in uh, yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I wanted a smaller part, and I went up for a smaller part, and then they decided to give me the lead. Hmm. Yeah. Now, now, how? I mean, you were both very young and early in your careers. Uh, how was it working with Tom Cruise at that time? Uh, you know, he was very intense. Um, it was so funny because I'm doing um, a part in. Uh, Clint Eastwood's new movie, J. Edgar, and the, I was doing my costume fitting, and it was the costume designer from that movie, All the Right Moves, and oh, really? she, she and I started talking about all these things that happened that I had totally forgotten, because all I remember is my lines and where my kids are. I remember <laughs> nothing else. And so <laughs> we started talking about it, and we were talking about how intense and dedicated Tom Cruise was, even at that point when he was only 21. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was an interesting. It was an interesting experience just reliving that. He was very, very serious about his work, yeah. even then. And then the next year, right off the bat, you you, you have Red Dawn with Patrick Swayze, uh, Charlie Sheen, C. Thomas Howell. Uh, what was it like being the rose between all those thorns? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was interesting. Uh, you know. It was interesting that Charlie Sheen could party really hard, even when he was 16. <laughs> <laughs> he started young, right? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was crazy uh, that he could keep it up this long and still be alive. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a, that was actually my, one of my most joyous experiences making a movie, because I got to be such a tomboy, you know, shooting mm-hmm. guns and riding horses and wearing nothing but dirt on my face. I mean, I didn't even wear mascara. I was so hardcore about it. And um, we literally went into work and just they put dirt on their face. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really great experience, even though we were really cold all the time. But uh, I just had a great time making that movie. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was a great movie. And then, of course, when you look at it now, it's like the cheesiest, cheapest, right. low-budget movie you've ever made. I mean, that was a big MGM movie, but... I don't know what they now. You know, there's no effects. You know, they right. just keep talking about how New York fell and Washington has been taken over, and they never show anything. And all the effects are real. All the explosions really happened. There's no CGI. It's an amazing movie. It's yeah. like, um, I can't wait to see the new one. Yeah. I, I hope they release it soon. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, sometimes. When they leave it to your imagination, it makes the movie that much better rather than, like you're saying now, you know, everything is, you know, they show everything with CGI. They can, there's nothing they can't show now. I know. That's what was so interesting because I just saw that movie, uh, Red Dawn, on the big screen, and that, that was my exact reaction. I was like, you know, that happened in Jaws, too. The first Jaws, you, mm-hmm. the, the scary, a lot of the scariest things about Jaws is the music. You don't even see right. anything with first Jaws. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sometimes um, when you have more money and more tools, it, it doesn't really help you yeah. in terms of storytelling. True. Yeah. I mean, if it's the story's not good, you really have nothing, no matter how many blow ups you have. <laughs> yeah, I know it's true. And if you don't believe it on some level, if you don't right. want to go with the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Elias well, is a very good writer, so. And then, yeah, so I've had a very interesting career, and I, but I do love doing those action movies. Yeah, I yeah. hope I get to do another one soon.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Then, then bang, 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 all in a row, hit after hit, you land a role with Steven Spielberg's Back to the Future with Michael J. Fox. Mm-hmm. How did you get that? Did you uh, audition for that one also? I did audition, but they had were looking at Eric Stoltz. I had done a movie called The Wildlife at Universal, which was, you know, very forgetful, forget, forgettable movie. And But they were looking at um, Eric Stoltz, and they said, who's that girl? So then I went and auditioned for it, and... It was just one of those parts that just fits perfectly, and um, oh, yeah. and uh, you know I'm so happy that it's still so beloved. It's just crazy how people still all over the world. I was having a lunch dinner with someone from Japan, um, who you know said in Japan it's in the top ten movies of, of favorite movies of the Japanese people is Back to the Future. It's like unbelievable. Like <laughs> that's this amazing. Uh, longevity and oh, yeah. uh, I, I just can't. And I, I was good in it, and I, I thank God, <laughs> thank God, I was because it's still around. And and um, you know, sometimes it feels weird to be known for something you did 25 years ago. But then again, I'm just really happy that people love that movie and it's enduring. So were you ex- well. were you excited to work with uh, Steven Spielberg? Yeah, and Bob Zemeckis. I was really, really excited it was a, i knew it was a big deal and um actually steven spielberg worked the camera for my screen test really yeah <laughs> I, I don't I'm picture never... you know <laughs> this big producer do, doing something like that yeah in the board room at amblin and they and they, they were all like giggling because they were trying to figure out i mean i think i pretty much had the part i don't even remember if there was another girl there put a wig on me and they were laughing about how to make me be the old Lorraine who was supposed to be 47 oh she's so old they weren't even 47 they were in their 30s they were like 47 so old anyway. I, I, know, I, I know they made you they, they try to make it like you know I mean when I was young I, I used to remember you know seeing people on TV and then you look now and you know on IMDB and it says you know I can remember when they were on the show, I'd say, boy, they old. And now, you know, you look and at that time they were 32 or something like that. I know. So funny. Yeah. It's so funny. So, yeah. I, yeah, they, they were great and it was a great, great experience. And we just had the 25 year reunion and mm-hmm. I did a photo shoot with Michael and it was so fun to, you know, hear all the stories that I hadn't heard before and, yeah. you know, think about, was, that and see how proud we all are of it. Yeah, it was Christopher Lloyd uh, as as fun to be around as he you know seems to be on all the movies he's in. Oh, like a lot of actors like that, he's he's you know we're all a little bit shy. He's he's a pretty shy person. Really, he's more fun now than he used to be. He's hmm. less introverted than he used to be. Yeah, um, he's the. Uh, He's he's just he's just such a wonderful actor. Oh yeah. Um, so no, you know, I think it's hard for people to realize that about us is that we're 
we kind of sometimes when we're not working, we're kind of conserving our energy. Mm-hmm. I think people who aren't don't understand artists or, or you know, get offended by that. Yeah. But, um, you know, a lot of really good actors are shy and, um, you know, conserve, you know, yeah. serve their strengths for when they're working. <laughs> <laughs> I was just um, at Sundance with uh, um, Alan Arkin, and he's a lot like that. Really? You know, when you're out to dinner with him, he's very quiet and sedate. And as soon as he's working, he's like, mm, you know what I mean? It's right, the next yeah. level. But hmm. I think people who who don't understand that kind of get offended by that. that <laughs> that's definitely the way that uh, that Chris was. Yeah, people are expecting them to be as wild and crazy as they are in the role that you see them in most of the time. Yeah, and nobody can sustain that kind of energy. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> and actually, that would be really obnoxious. There are a few, like Don Rickles is crazy like that all the time, you know? <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, oh, yeah. calm down. Yeah, Don, uh, Rip Taylor told me that one time, too, that, uh, you know, he's not as crazy as he seems all the time. You know, he's not throwing confetti all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no. Then, um, now, in 1995, rather, uh, Carolina in the City, uh, you started doing TV on a regular basis. Um, mm-hmm. Did you decide you wanted to be on a TV set uh, rather than a movie lot for a while? Were you looking for a change? or? Yeah, well, I had two young, young... I had a newborn baby and a three-year-old, so... Uh, it was really nice to be able to work that close to home um, and, you know, have a steady job so I could provide and um, also be artistically fulfilled. So it was really perfect for me. Also, there are better roles on TV than for women than there are. You know, at that point I was 32, which is, you know, old for a movie star <laughs> in a lot of ways. So uh, TV was a very welcome welcome place for me and I'm, I'm really happy that I uh, that I've been able to do so much on t- I wish I had done I've, you know I wish there was more film interspersed but mm-hmm. um, but I've done a lot of independent movies and uh, a lot of TV movies I've directed some TV movies and right, yeah. I've been pretty busy oh, yeah. even though it's not high profile stuff yeah. now what about you mentioned stage earlier do you like being on stage and getting that that direct response from people? Well, um, that would be kind of implying that I'm like, oh, gee, please clap for me, and that's why I'm doing this. I think what I, what I like about doing stage more so is that you get to experience a story from beginning to end and also, like, exchange energy with the audience, try to give them, you know, change your your work every day for what they need, what they're feeling, you know, you can change it a little bit, and that, that exchange of energy creatively is really, really exciting, and um, and and the idea as an artist to be able to play a story from start to finish is, is very fulfilling. Yeah, at least you get uh, to see what's going on. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, when you're doing little pieces of something, which I love, I right. love making movies, and it's just it's a little bit harder to to control right so yeah. um 
And also there's something really special about creating um, something that is not being recorded. I mean, we're, we're such in the business of recording every moment of our lives. Mm-hmm. No one's even there anymore. They're all like, you know, people are at concerts and they're just looking at their through their cameras, you right. know? <laughs> like, yeah. Are we actually present for our lives anymore? So creating something beautiful that's only going to be seen once is, is, and, and never seen again is a very special kind of experience to have with the audience. Yeah. You know? yeah. Hmm. Now, upcoming roles. I noticed that there's a, you have a couple things coming up. Uh, the Trouble with the Truth with John Shea and Daniel Harris. Yeah. Trouble with the Truth is such a cool movie. It's, Basically, just like my dinner with Andre, it's basically just two people, myself and John Shea, talking. We're a divorced couple, and we're talking about our daughter getting married, and we're talking about our lives and what happened with our marriage, and really beautiful. I love this movie. John Shea is so good. It's such a daring little independent movie, and it was really exciting to shoot because it was just us talking. You know, there were no camera tricks and no mm-hmm. nothing. And um, anyway, I mean, I hope that finds its way into some festivals. It's a very, very daring piece and uh, very artistic, and I love the writing. Amy Hempel is the director, and, and um, uh, I'm really proud of it. I just love it, and I feel so happy to have done this art and um hmm. it'd be interesting to I see did that, that and uh i um this was in sundance with this movie the convincer with greg Sinier and alan arkin billy crudup and um uh, bob Balaban. So it's a great cast and we were a big hit at sundance so hopefully that will sell soon good and then i have this mayor cupcake and now uh i just found out yesterday that my uh series got picked up for ABC Family called Switched at Birth. So that was good news. That's a, a TV show? What? A regular TV show? Yeah, it's a TV show. And you're, you're um, starring in it? I'm one of the stars. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, yeah. Um, and my best girlfriend, Amy Peets, who was on Carolina in the City, she, her show got picked up too. So we were competing shows and we both got picked up. So we all had a celebration last night. <laughs> That's good. And... That and then I'm doing the the new Clint Eastwood movie, Jay Edgar, oh, oh, or Jay yes. Edgar Hooper. Yes, yes. I know we're going to finish up here because I'm sure I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, but uh, I'd like to finish up with two questions. One, what's your favorite TV shows of all time? What do you enjoy watching? Star Trek, the original Star Trek, is my favorite show ever. Really? That's cool. <laughs> I love it. I love. That so William Shatner is the greatest actor of all time. Uh, <laughs> now, I, did you watch it when you were young? Yes. Uh, okay, it's not something you picked up later on. No, I, I watched it. It was in reruns when I started watching it. Right, yeah. Even. But I just, for some reason, it was just always my favorite show. I, I, I just I can't believe his acting was just so fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, what about movies? What's your favorite movies? My favorite movie of all time is Harold and Maude. Ah, yeah. Another movie from when I was a little, little kid. Mm-hmm. So those are my two 
I know I should be updating the list, but those are my favorites. Hey, so. that's that's what you like. That's you know, that's all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> Leah, I wish you luck with uh, you know Mayor Cupcake. I'm sure that's going to be a, a big hit with everybody, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Well, I am so honored that you took the time to talk to me. Thank you so much, and I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> Once again, thank Leah so much for taking the time to talk to us. A great guest, and uh, she's going to be at the California Independent Film Festival on Thursday, February 3rd. She will be having a question and answer after her film shows, which is Mayor Cupcake. So be sure to check that out if you get a chance. And, you know, we're lining up some great guests for you coming up in the next couple of weeks. So I hope you're going to join us each week. And it looks like this is a wrap for this episode. So next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, Till then, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.